gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages welcome to socks on tap i am your boy buzz and i am joined by my guy chai socks mkz tony marchese we are here after a socks loss a walk-off loss we're both upset we've both been drinking and uh yeah i'm gonna drink a little bit more to try to forget about that one yeah that sounds like a real good plan there uh buzz guy um this was a good game up until the last pitch, I think, um, give or take. I think there were some things that can be improved upon, uh, but you were in it till the end. Uh, give him that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know really what else to say about yeah, the Ronaldo final score. getting lit up in the fourth kind of uh, took you know threw me for a loop. Um, I, I thought that he had excellent stuff through the first three innings and. Uh, seeing him get lit up like that and i could see that he was getting frustrated and uh it was just bad and it that sucked you know that that sucked but i mean he pitched a decent game i mean only giving up three runs you know for ronaldo i can't be mad about that it's decent you know well, um the lack of strikeouts here today was a concern yeah um, i think for rain although and you know you don't really want to see your pitcher give up nine hits he did make it through six but the the two strikeouts in six innings for a guy that you know has Can the stuff to pump. I mean, he's two weeks removed or two starts removed from pumping, you know, 14 Ks in a game. You you need more, I think, from Ronaldo Lopez. Maybe I need to say he needs to go back to the bullpen again. Let's try that. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I start, start talking that smack again, buddy. We need it. I'll tell you what. I, yeah, I was upsetting, you know. uh Aaron Bummer came in after Ronaldo, and you know he he pitched pretty well there. He let up one hit in two innings, and, and he struck out two. Uh, Jace Fry is just uh, he, you know, I don't know what's going on with him. He, he he's hey, struggling. He, he made it through what he needed to make it through. Yeah, he did. And you know that that run that goes to Jace Fry is really a result of the bomb that that Herrera gave up. I was nervous. I you know to be honest, Aaron Bummer threw two. I was semi hoping. I knew it wasn't realistic that maybe you'd bring him out for an out in the in the ninth, and not go to Jace Fry. Because when Jace Fry came in, I was really nervous. You know, we saw what Jace Fry did the other day, and not good. Right. And you're right. I, I don't know what's going on with him today. He got he got his outs, um, so we'll give him that. But I, I just I didn't really like the Herrera move, and it's easy to say I don't like the Herrera move because of the result. But even when he was coming in. I was really hesitant to instill any sort of confidence or have any sort of faith that he was going to get out of that, especially with Lindor on base. Um, you know, I, I just, for as much as the lefty-righty matchup against Jose Ramirez comes into play here, having a lefty on the mound with Lindor on first, I think is outweighs 
the lefty righty matchup versus Jose Ramirez, who up until that point in time is having a terrible season. And right. you know, Fry kept Lindor on first, and then as soon as Herrera comes in, where's Lindor? Right. You know, so I, I don't know. It was an interesting move. Um, you know, you didn't see anybody even getting warm, um, you know, in in case something were to go awry in a few different situations here again tonight. And I just I don't know why that bullpen in these close games isn't working a little bit harder and having guys up and ready. I'm not, I'm not too happy with that. But, you know, overall, I think with the pitching staff tonight, pretty decent job from, from Bummer and Fry. Uh, Ronaldo left more to be desired, and, and Kelvin Herrera obviously isn't right. Um, I think he's still dealing with some stuff and, you know, maybe probably should be on the IL, but we're not seeing that happen, so. I was hoping, man. I was just really, really hoping we were going to go a game above 500 for the away record because, you know, I was so excited about us being 500 on the road last night when we were uh, recording Socks on Tap. And then I was just – we just keep getting there, man. You keep reaching for that brass ring, you know, and then we just keep missing it. And uh, just an avoidable loss here I felt tonight. You know, um, we, we did hang in it all game. You know, um, the lineup, once again, is just something that I'm not going to get used to, and I'm not, I just can't accept this. I, okay. I can't. This is this is what I really wanted to dig into was the first inning when you start a little bit of a rally and then what happens? It goes yeah, to true. it gets up to Yonder Alonso and we're hitting into a double play. Um right. it, this is why lineup construction matters. And you've got you know the second play of the game, Nicky Delmonico with Moncada on base. What is he trying to do? Bunt. I yeah, that that <laughs> that you know, was another thing that, that irritated me pretty bad. I was like, "What is going on?" Like, you know, I I, uh, I just I, I don't get this current constructed lineup, and I don't get some of the calls that Ricky makes like that. And not only that, a, not only that, Buzz, you went and you put Wellington Castillo, who's uh, also hitting 172 right now in the five yeah. spot. Why isn't Charlie Tilson or Tim Anderson batting five? You know, like, I just feel like there's too many automatic outs in this lineup again when you start to stack it this way. It makes sense when McCann is there, but it's okay to move Wellington Castillo down to the 7th or 8th spot and move, again, the AL MVP of the month up to 5 or 6. It, it, Ricky had said, I, I don't know if I read this or I heard this. It was either on the score on the way home or I read this somewhere. I cannot remember the exact source I got it from. But Ricky said that Tim started off the year hot when he was batting seven. So he figures he's going to keep him there. Well, how has Tim done the last you know few games batting seven there, Tone? Oh, not because we're well. watching his, his average plummet. Hey, he did have you a know, hit. I, I mean, he's sustaining. He's like trying to sustain around the, the 330 mark. Um, but, you know, we've seen a 100-point drop plus off this off this batting average and it hasn't been pleasant to watch and not only that there's been suspect fielding plays i mean today he botched a ball that that could have led to a big out um ran right into Makata. yeah I and thought, then he, he ran right into Moncada, and, and Moncada called that ball um off the, off the replay you could see Moncada clearly call that ball i don't know what's going on with timmy maybe he needs to go back to the hospital um you know, he was he was really hot when his his wife had just given birth, and you know he was sleeping on the hospital bed. Maybe they maybe he needs to just you know 
get back to that hospital and sleep there for a few nights and, and get the bat moving again. I don't know what it is. Um, I, I talked about this. The key was a resurgent Tim Anderson today. We didn't really see that, and we have a loss. So, um, yeah, I mean, not much to really go over in this one, and in my opinion, it, it too in-depth, Buzz, because, it, I mean, they they hung into it until the end, and you got walked off. <laughs> right. So, I mean, they played a good brand of baseball. I mean, you know, we, we, we stayed within striking distance. I mean, we were tied 3-3 three to three going into the bottom of the ninth, you know. Um, and, of course, you know, the, the walk-off um by Ramirez there so it like you said there's not a lot to really go over I mean the fact I, I will say that Charlie Tilson has just really impressed me and I'm really glad that the kids hitting fastballs uh there was something that Chuck Garfine was hitting on with Frank Thomas here on the post game show yep was that last year Charlie Tilson really struggled hitting fastballs and um this year he seems to not be struggling hitting fastballs so i mean if that was something you know we already know he's a good fielder we already know the kid's got speed he did have a stolen base today as well um obviously i'm not gonna like jump over the moon for charlie tilson but i am proud of the kid i think he's playing really well right now and i think that he you know for the rest of the year he's really given a uh you know he's really given a reason to stay in that lineup so here's my question for you here's my question okay when eloy jimenez comes back who are you sending down who am i having in the outfield no, who are you sending back down to AAA? Oh, uh, probably uh, um, Nikki, maybe. Probably Nikki. Yeah, it's probably Nikki. I, I'd, I I'd like to see Eloy. Uh, you know, maybe Eloy Cordell and Tilson. Eloy Tilson and Cordell. You know, I mean, even you know, Lurie Garcia. I know he's been lights out. You know, and being able to make contact with ball and everything like that, but. Tilson and Cordell aren't playing too bad, and I mean they're younger guys, and why not give them a look if you know if it's that kind of season? It they're halfway productive, you know. Uh, two RBIs here for Cordell. He had a clutch hit there in that seventh inning, you know. Um, he had a it was a I believe a single or he did he stretch it into a double? I'm not sure, but um, I think it was a single actually. But yeah, he hit the ball, you know, uh, right up the uh, right field line, I believe, and. Uh, you know, scored two runs scored. So I like Cordell. I like Tilson. Um, I'd like to see what Eloy could do with him. Obviously, Eloy is going to get left field back, no doubt. And um, I did get into an argument today with somebody on Twitter I wanted to bring up to you. Do you think – are you one of those guys that Eloy should play first base? Yes, I actually you are. am. I am. You are. I'm surprised by that. Okay. So one of the things that we talked about, we actually had um, Josh Nelson from Sox Machine on uh, Shy Sox Weekly last year, and we talked about – you know, what the long-term lineup is going to look like. And when we started to fit guys together, and not only because I'm not really high on Eloy's defense, but also how many outfield prospects we have that could potentially all pan out right at the right time. I mean, you're talking, obviously, you've got Luis Robert, and then, you know, you throw in guys like, you know, Tilson or Cordell. Somebody may stick around. You never know. You and then up you so throw bad. in you throw in the Mike Rodolfos, the Steel Walkers, Luis Gonzalez, you know, some one of these guys. And then I mean Basabe's out there. There's tons of these guys. So potentially just by the sheer fact that we have so many of these outfield prospects, I think that if you need to find a space for Eloy, it's at DH or first base. I'm not really confident in his defense. I mean the dude just ran into a wall the other night on a, sh- on a home run that 
really didn't have any business going after. Um, I got to fact check you. I got to fact check you real quick, bud. It's uh, Luis Robert. Oh yeah, from from last <laughs> night. It, I don't think that it's made Louis it on the air. Bear, I don't think that made no, it on no. the air. That that little oh, conversation oh, yeah. did not make it on the air. But yes, Luis Robert. Um, yeah, that's Luis Robert. Um, but God, you're killing me right now. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I said I was laughing so hard last night during that conversation. It's like you know, you think his name is Luis Robert. That's what we've been calling him. Then you just come up and be like, I'm Luis Robert. Yes. <laughs> <You know? Got> <laughs> um, I, got, I still got the cough, man. But yeah, the Eloy thing at first base. First base is like the third busiest spot in the field. You know, so I, I just. I don't know how I feel about that. You know what I mean? Well, so maybe, DH, just... maybe DH is more of an Eloy spot. Who knows? I mean, they get, yeah, who knows? his calling card is his bat. It's not his glove. We'll right, see what right. happens with him. I, you know, I don't know. I, I really don't know. It's too early to tell. Obviously, they're going to keep him in left field for right now. That's that's what they brought him up in. That's what they've developed him down in the minors to be, to play left field. Um, you know, his that whole Rick Hahn working on his defense thing I think is real – it, it's real, but it wasn't real because I, I don't think anybody's really all too infatuated with Eloy playing left field. And you know what? If if playing him at first base and DH reduces his injury risk, I'd rather keep that bat in the lineup long term. Yeah. That's my that's my thought behind it. Um, right. I take it you're not. No, I mean it's just because third base is a very busy. You know, it's very busy. It's like arguably the third busiest spot between pitcher, catcher, and first base. First base, he's a bunch of action. So, um, I, I, I just don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, left, obviously, left field does not seem to be his thing. Um, hopefully, he can work on the defense and be productive in the field a little bit. But I was just, I was just wondering about this a guy. Who was just talking to me about it today on Twitter, and I was just like, man, I was like, I feel like first base is so busy that I wouldn't want to put him there. But I could be completely wrong. I don't know. I just think he doesn't but, have to have as much range of motion. I don't I don't think Eloy is really a get-around-the-field type of guy. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, while it is a busy position, I think that it's definitely not as intensive as far as covering distance because, you know, your yeah. second baseman covers most of that range. Um, the, the farthest you're going is down the line for a foul ball. I really feel like that could be where he ends up sticking. Again, that's going to depend on some what the outfield prospects do and whether or not they actually do pan out, whether or not Abreu gets extended. Uh, I think there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if you saw that article. I I, I am not subscribed to The Athletic, but I did see that uh, one of their writers put him on the most likely to be traded list. And I did, you know, so I don't, I don't know, actually know what's going to happen. I, I don't want to comment on it until I read the actual, if I can even get my hands on the article, but his name is on there. I, but I hope they keep Jose around. I like Jose Abreu. I think but, we all love Jose Abreu, but you know, there will come a time where, you know, we got to make some decisions on some of these guys. And I think that Jose Abreu's time is really going to be determined this July. If he's, if he's sticking around, they're going to, they're going to extend him. If, if he's not, they're going to trade him. I mean, right. this is this is it right here. They're not going to let this guy walk into free agency and get nothing for him. If right. they do, I think that is a huge mistake by Rick Hahn. There, there is no way that you let this guy just walk into free agency unless there is absolutely no market for first baseman and power hitters at the trade deadline or Abreu gets injured. 
there is no way that they don't trade him if they have no intent on signing him. Well, Ed Farber had said, and so did DJ on the radio broadcast today. Um, don't ask me why I was listening to both. But uh, they said that he keeps favoring his leg. Um, so I, I hope he's not battling something um, that we we're not fully aware of yet. But, you know, uh, even the yester- on yesterday's broadcast, they, they wanted Ricky to take Jose out because it looked like he kept favoring his leg. But then he comes out today, smacks a home run. So uh, I don't know. But I'd like to keep Abreu around if we can, if we can come to an, uh, terms on an extension. He does make White Sox baseball fun to watch, and he was a bright spot in today's game as well. So he, um, He's a bright spot more than he's a, a blemish. Oh, absolutely. That. 100%. Well, so uh, moving into tomorrow's game there, Tone, unless you have anything else for today. No, I was going to actually suggest that we move on to tomorrow as well. So we're on the same so, page. Manny Buenuelos against Carlos Carrasco. Uh, Manny got absolutely rocked in his last start. Absolutely rocked. Don't um, remind me. I had, the, I had the tweet lined up for Beef Loaf saying that Beef Loaf had it first when Manny, you know, give give Manny those other starts. Uh-huh. You remember he was very high on that. I do. Um, and I had the tweet ready when he went through those, what was that, first two innings? He looked real good. Oh, he and did. Then, uh, and then he starts getting rocked, and I just deleted the tweet. You know, I, I, I just erased it from my drafts, and I was like, oh, oh, no. You know, but we got Manny hopefully coming on, a, you know, a uh, a bounce-back game here with a 2-1 and one record with a 5.96 ERA. 22.2 innings pitched here. He's let up 27 hits. He's fanned 22, walked 11, let up five home runs. Going up against Carlos Carrasco, who's got a 2-3 and three record with a 5.60 ERA, 35 innings pitched, 40 hits let up, 50 strikeouts, seven walks, and eight home runs let up. Uh, the only thing that I can hope for for tomorrow at this 12-10 start here is that we have a decent lineup, one that I find and that every White Sox fan finds non-complainable uh, about on Twitter. Um I'm hoping that we have something that's better constructed and uh, come out here and take three of four. That That's my only hope for tomorrow. You know, I, I the, the pitchers both are struggling, uh, you know, high five ERAs here. Um, you know, I, I think it's just going to be whoever jumps on the ball first here on the offense is going to probably get the upper hand in this game. Yeah, you know what? Carrasco's dangerous. He's a swing and miss type guy, likes to rack up those Ks. Yeah. And against a White Sox team that has some holes in its lineup. I can see him being very effective. He's generally somewhat effective against the White Sox. He's one of the least favorite people that I like to see uh, the Sox going up against. Um, again, I think that Tim Anderson needs to hit. And you comment on this Twitter complainable uh, White Sox lineup. We did get a good blog today at ONTAP Sportsnet about Ricky's lineup. You should go check that out. Um, but you know, aren't you getting accustomed to complaining about Ricky's lineup now where it's just part of your day? Oh, yeah. No, if I don't complain about Ricky's lineup, I feel like I'm on another planet. I feel like we just need to continue to complain about his lineup. He could probably put a lineup out that I've suggested or that we've suggested all together, and we're going to complain about it. I don't think that we are going to stop complaining about Ricky's lineup for the rest of eternity. I think we're just doomed to this type of behavior on White Sox Twitter because that's who we are. That's our identity. We love to complain. We love to throw out the this is fine gif. It's, I mean, <laughs> you know, with the burning and the dog. I love that thing. Um, you know, the White Sox. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I know yeah, exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Um, you know what? I, I actually purchased something today, my friend. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's called Gif Jif. Oh, yes. I love that. I love yes. that little program. So I'm going to start 
I'm gonna start making gifts of your face on on things. My face? I, yeah, it's gonna be your face. 100%. My face. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, I see yeah. where this is going. Yeah, it's gonna be very fun. I'm excited. You know, to do I this. also own that program. I also <laughs> have pictures of your face, so you uh, should watch out. This could get a little bit interesting on Twitter. Um, we're gonna have a battle. Yeah, let's. You don't want to come after me with that smoke. <laughs> I don't want that gift smoke. You, know, you want that gift smoke. I don't want it. <laughs> All right. Well, before this goes any further, I got to take this conversation offline so I can uh, show you some of these gift gif things that have been made on my phone. Did you see the one from Shy Socks Weekly last year with uh, with Kopech and Eloy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was that was a product uh, of of gift gif. Uh, wonderful little program. Um, I wish they made it for Android, though. Uh, Socks on Tap is going off the rails. Before it goes any farther off the rails, uh, I just want to say one more little thing about the White Sox. Um, Manny Banuelos, I know you touched on it, and and you know the whole beef loaf had it first thing. I, I, I'm really curious to see how this start goes because if he doesn't put it back together, the guy needs to probably go back to the bullpen after two or three starts of of just bad baseball. I don't want to see them continue to string along bad starters. Give somebody else a chance. Hell, even give Dylan Covey a chance. That one inning against Boston has completely scarred me when it comes to watching Manny Banuelos pitch now. So I'm so nervous to see what happens tomorrow, Buzz. Um, I, I pray that he can get through you know, five, six solid innings and we can turn it over to a solid bullpen and lock down a series victory against Cleveland. That's all I really have today, Buzz. I'll, I'll just say it now. Go White Sox. Yeah, go White Sox. Be sure to go to ontapsports.com for all your sports literature needs and checking out all of our awesome podcasts. 